Good evening. <clears throat> Let's pray. God, you are so faithful, and we thank you for that. And God, tonight as we open your word, we just ask that you would reveal yourself to us yet again, as you have through the worship. Lord, that we would continue, uh, as Pastor prayed at the end, Lord, to see our need. Lord, because until we see our need of you, uh, we're just spinning in circles in our own strength, Lord. Guide the words as I speak. May your name be honored and glorified in everything that happens here tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. going to be starting out in Luke 4, chapter 18 and 19. Uh, this is the passage for the weekend. Um, just going to go ahead and read it, and then we'll jump right into the context here and talk a little bit about uh, what God's been uh, showing us from these verses. Luke 4, 18 to 19. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. So this is just after Jesus came out of the, uh, just after Jesus' baptism and after the 40 days and 40 nights in the wilderness, and then right after uh, the temptation by the devil. This is a fulfillment of the prophet Isaiah in uh, Isaiah 61. So parallel passages, but we're choosing to read out of Luke chapter 4. Tonight we're just going to focus on two parts. And um, the first uh, portion of chapter, I mean, of verse 18, preach the gospel to the poor and heal the brokenhearted. Um, as I was thinking about that, I was assigned those, uh, that portion of the, the verse. One word came to mind that brings these two together, and that's needy. And pastor was praying about that, and that's what's been on my mind and my heart the last couple of days. Um, Basically, sum it up, bring the good news of Jesus Christ to the, those who are needy. But who is needy? What, what does that mean? What does that look like? Um, got a story about two, two men, two different scenarios. Uh, one man is wealthy, uh, young, life full, ahead, uh, full life ahead of him. Um, goes to bed at night and wakes up the next morning thinking everything is under his control. Um, he's uh, on about his business. He's getting ready to go tackle the world and, and, and do business. Uh, little does he know that during the night all his financial reserves were stolen. Um, this is a story, so figure out what you want with that, what happened. But um, he has nothing. He, he has nothing. In the morning he wakes up and he has nothing. The other man lives on the other side of town, a different section of town, and life has been different for him. Uh, he wakes up on a park, brand, park bench. Um, he holds out his hand to passersby hoping for something. He, he just needs a bite to eat, a drink of water. Um, he had something yesterday, but he needs something for today. Um, he can only survive on what he gets that day, and, and he also has nothing. So which of these individuals has a need? That's right. Both of these men have a need. Both of these men have a need. One knows it and is reaching out for help. The other does not know it yet. It will come to him 
at a time when he is not prepared for it, when he will find out that he has a desperate need. Uh, tonight we want to talk about whether or not we get the fact that we all need Jesus in our lives. We need the anointing of the Holy Spirit to walk out the calling of spreading the gospel. Paul got it. Paul understood that. Um, he was humble. He was poor in spirit. And he knew he had a desperate need. And he saw his real need, the true need of what he really uh, needed. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verses 12 to 17. I think I'll just read this portion. Um, it fits pretty good with... Um, there's a couple things I'll pull out of it. And I thank Jesus Christ, our Lord, who has enabled me because he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. Although I was formerly a blasphemer, a persecutor, and an insolent man, but I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. And the grace of our Lord was exceedingly abundant with faith and love, which are in Christ Jesus. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptance, that, Jesus, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of who I am chief. However, for this reason I obtained mercy, that in me first Jesus Christ might show all long suffering as a pattern to those who are going to believe on him for everlasting life. Now to the King eternal, immortal, invisible, to God who alone is wise, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Paul, we know Paul's story of uh, his conversion and so on, but he understood his great need. He understood that he was a sinner that could only operate in the mercy of God and in what uh, Christ had done for him. In verse 12, it says, Jesus Christ, our, Christ Jesus, our Lord, who has enabled me because he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. And then just the recognition that Paul had to understand that he was a chief of sinners. It's a paraphrase, but it's an understanding of our desperate need and our, the position that we all find ourselves in. There's another man in the Bible who didn't get it, similar to the two uh, men that I talked about in the story, the rich young ruler in Matthew 19. Um, I don't think I'll read that whole portion, but he was proud. He came to Jesus with a proud and arrogant attitude, trying to trip Jesus up and trying to prove that, that he was living right, and uh, he completely missed his true need. He didn't have an understanding of what he really needed. He came to Jesus asking, you know, hey, what, what do I need to do to get into heaven? And Jesus said, you know, follow the commandments, and he proudly stated that he did and listed all the ones that, uh, Jesus said, listed all the ones that he did. But then it's, it's, he showed up by Jesus because of all the self-effort in his life. As soon as Jesus put his finger on his, his wealth and his riches, he didn't, he didn't see it. He completely missed the fact that he was lacking compassion. He was lacking the spirit of the Lord in his life. So I'm going to pull out of these examples three groups of people. And I didn't do any deep psychological study or anything, but out of these three groups, I'm pretty sure everybody fits into one of these groups. So um, we'll move through them and see. Uh, just search your own heart about where you're at and, and what God is speaking You can drink all the water you want, but your mouth just dries up. Okay, the first group are those that are poor, but they think they're rich. The young man that went to sleep and lost his financial wealth, uh, financial means overnight, he woke up the next morning thinking he had everything. Um, some of you here tonight might be in that same place. You might need Jesus in your life for the first time. 
you might not have surrendered your life to Jesus. You think that you have it under control. Um, you're deceived by, by the appearance of, of riches in your life, but you don't understand the poorness and the depravity of your own heart and um, that void in your life that you've been dealing with for a long time comes from the deceit in your life, comes from you thinking that you have everything together. The next group is poor but proud. So that kind of falls into the uh, rich young ruler category. Um, you know that you need the Holy Spirit in your lives. Uh, we, we, we know that. Uh, we know that to walk out the calling that God has on us, we need the Holy Spirit. Um, you may be born again, sincerely following Christ, but you've taken back control. You've taken back your own self-effort and doing the good works to, to accomplish the spreading of the gospel. Um, and you, suddenly you find yourself at a place where you're no longer walking in the day-to-day -day understanding that Jesus is your source of everything that you need. And then the last group is where I trust that we're all um, seeking to get to this weekend is poor in spirit. You know you have need of more of Jesus in your life. You've come thirsty. You've come hungry. You come in humility and desperation. You come as an adopted child coming to your father for something because you know that he has what you need. And you understand by the power of the Holy Spirit is the only way that you're going to be able to reach out and spread the gospel to the poor and the brokenhearted. Uh, this weekend is about renewal. This weekend is about a fresh anointing for the purpose of spreading the gospel. Um, this is a, a wake-up call to the church. For some, it might be your first um, experience with surrendering to Jesus and, and starting that journey. But the, 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 the purpose, the end result of, of what we're, we're seeking is more of Jesus to enable us to reach the needy, um, to reach the poor and brokenhearted so that God will get the glory. And I think we have to remember that part uh, especially. And that's where poor in spirit comes. When we understand our place in God's kingdom, then we can truly give God the glory with all humility and, and we can stay out of the way. Um, one of the big hindrances I see to, to renewal is just our lack of seeing the need. We, we, we do things out of um, necessity. We don't, we don't truly understand that in all things we need Jesus Christ. We think we can do some of these things in our own strength, but the reality is um, we can't. That's pride. That's pride cropping up in your life. And it says plainly in James that God resists the proud. I believe it's James. I didn't write the reference down. <laughs> and think about that for a second. If you're doing this in your own effort, trying to win souls in your own effort, God resists the proud. God will oppose your efforts if you try to do it in your own strength. And uh, it's very sobering to understand that we're fighting against God. It's not somewhere I'd really like to be. So I guess my challenge here tonight and uh, just a thought I'd like to, to leave each one of you with is why are you here tonight? Why are you coming these, this weekend? What are you here for? Um, are you here because the doors are open? Uh, there's a meeting scheduled and pastor said we have special meetings so we come. Um, what would people say if we missed this? What, if, what would people say if we missed this? Um, 
Or are you here because you see your need for more of Jesus? And, and you understand that there's more work for you to do in the kingdom of God. And there's, there's something for all of us. And we come to this place of, of seeking to be poor in spirit because we know that there's more in store for us. God has abundant storehouses of just overflowing with the things we need spiritually right now for the, this church, for individuals. And um, until we see that need, we're not going to understand why we're here. So to be effective in the, the Luke 4 calling that we're uh, seeking out, to be effective to reach those in need, the poor, the brokenhearted, we must first see our own need. We must see the need of Jesus and remember what he has done for us. Um, not only the one time at being born again and surrendering our life, but what he continually does for us. To understand that he is our daily bread, he is our daily um, that food that that homeless man needs. He's that daily sustenance to be able to survive every day. And it was never meant for us to do on our own strength. It was never meant to be about us. It's always been about God. It's always been about what he wants to do through his people. And uh, once we surrender our own agenda, once we let go of our own self-effort, once we break down that pride and become poor in spirit, then we can start reaching the lost. Then we can fulfill our calling that God's calling us to as a church, as individuals, as believers, the calling of reaching the world around us. Um, we've talked a lot in the last couple weeks about just the state of the world, and, and it's rapidly declining. I was never one to really pay much attention to end times. I never really felt like I understood it, but it's just been very apparent to me the last while, and God has really opened my eyes to just see how rapidly uh, the state of the world is declining, and God is calling us this weekend to a deeper walk with him so that he might anoint us more to be prepared for that, to be prepared for the lost, to prepare, be prepared for those that are hurting. Um, this isn't about just another come together and um, worship and, and hear someone talk for a bit. This is a weekend of God calling you out and God filling you up to walk in your specific anointing, to walk in what God really wants to do um, through the body. We're not all going to be the same. We're not all going to um, be able to witness um, on a daily basis. Some of us are called to different things. But God is calling each one of us to understand our need of him and to then seek him for that filling and to walk out whatever he's placing in front of us. Um, and each one of us have to understand that we don't have it in our own strength. all I have for tonight. Just continuing prayer as we turn the time over to Pastor Jeff. Jesus is here. He's here in spirit. You understand that. He's here just like he was here when he walked on the earth. The same Jesus. Everyone here needs what Jesus has. Everyone here tonight has a need. Whether it's salvation. Whether you have a care, a concern that has weighed you down. You might have a loved one 
or someone you know that has a need. But everyone here has a need. And Jesus is here, and Jesus wants to meet that need. Jesus can meet your need. And so I want to encourage you tonight, all of us, to come to him. He's calling you to himself tonight. He's here. He's, he's in town. And there's a quality. There's something that gets his attention. And it's the quality a beggar has that understands his need. So we got to become beggars. If, if, if we want to receive what we need from Jesus, we got to be willing to have that same attitude a beggar has that's willing to cry out, that doesn't care what anybody thinks. All I know is Jesus is here, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the one who sits enthroned, the one who spoke the worlds into existence, the same God who rose from the dead, opened the eyes of the blind, the same God we just heard about that stood up in a synagogue 2,000 years ago and read those lines, said, today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. And he did everything. He said, John the Baptist, when he was struggling, asked, is it really the Messiah? Is it really the Messiah? And Jesus said, just tell him. Tell him about the, the people blind having their eyes open. Tell him about the captives being set free. Tell him the lame are walking. The Messiah came, and the Messiah is here tonight. He's here. The Spirit of the Lord is here. His anointing is here to bring the gospel, the good news of salvation to the poor. He's here to heal the brokenhearted. There's a lot of broken hearts in here tonight. He's here for those who are destitute, maybe, for the comforts of life, who may be more open to seek the treasures of heaven. He's here for those who are sensible of their sins, those who Jesus called poor in spirit, who understand, I need him. I'm a sinner. He's here for the brokenhearted, those who have been crushed in spirit, broken maybe by external circumstances, maybe by a sense of their own sinfulness, or maybe they're broken over the sin of others, the sin they see in the land. They're broken. They grieve on a daily basis. They're broken over what sin does in the world. We heard something today. They found a body down the street here in the woods that was there for three days. And I saw Jim walking the other day. I told Rose he doesn't look good. I don't know if it was him. Broken hearted, <laughs> grieving. Someone dying in the woods and just laying there for three days. A lost soul, alone. And every second, a lost soul dies alone. And God grieves. God is broken hearted. He's broken hearted. He wants to give us his heart. He wants us to break 
over the sin and what it does and just the burden it causes that we see in this world. Those that have these qualities, Jesus said they're blessed. In Matthew 5, he says blessed, and I'm going to read this in the Amplified. Blessed meaning happy, to be envied, spiritually prosperous, with, with joy and satisfaction in God's favor and salvation, regardless of their outward circumstances. That's what it means to be blessed. See, we're going to have tribulation here. But God has promised blessing even here. An inward blessedness, a spiritual blessing. Even though we suffer for a little while here. And then one day, blessed of all blesseds, we'll be with him forever. Where there is no more sorrow and tears and sickness and death. But until then, there's blessing for the broken heart. There's blessing for the poor in spirit, despite our outward circumstances. He's here. Psalm twenty-two twenty-six says, The poor shall eat and be satisfied. Those who seek him will praise the Lord. Let your heart live forever. John 6, 35, Jesus said, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never hunger. He who believes in me shall never thirst. John 7, verse 37 through 38. It says, on the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood up and he cried out. He's here tonight. He's here tonight. He's crying out to you tonight. Every person here. He cried out. If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of water. Hallelujah. He's here. Blessed are those who mourn the brokenhearted. They will be comforted. He's here. He's here. Psalm 34, 8. Oh, taste and see. Taste and see the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. Psalm 107, 9, he satisfies the longing soul. Is there a longing in your heart? A longing for something? He satisfies the longing heart. Luke 1, 53 says he has filled the hungry with good things. And the rich goes away empty, those who don't see their need. Psalm 107, verse 19 says, they cried out to the Lord in their trouble. That was me. That was a lot of us. Because of our sin, bound in affliction. And we cried out to the Lord in our need. And he saved them out of all their distresses. He sent his word, he healed them, and he delivered them from all their destruction. He's here. He's calling us. This is the beginning. This is where faith begins. This is where the foundation is laid. Poor, broken. This is where he lays the superstructure of his glory. 
and begins to build on the foundation of poor and broken. So we have to start here. And it's fitting that we're starting this weekend with the foundation. And God wants to restore. He wants to redo your foundation. So let him break it up tonight. Let him show you your need tonight, whatever that is, because he's going to heal your foundation. He's going to lay a foundation that won't shake, that will hold you in the days to come. He's preparing all of us to be his witnesses, to stand in this hour. But some of us need healing. Some of us need a refreshing, a restoring. And God's here for you tonight. He's here for that reason tonight. So come to him. Come like blind Bartimaeus, a blind man who understood his need. And when he heard that Jesus was in town, you mean Jesus is here? The guy I heard about that's opening people's blind eyes? And it says he began to cry out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. He saw his need. And everyone said, check it. In Hebrew, that means shut up. Be quiet. And it says he shouted louder. He didn't care. He shouted louder. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And you know what it says? Jesus stopped. The beggar's cry gets Jesus' attention. He was walking. There was a crowd. And he hears a voice, and Jesus stops, and he looks at the guy, and he says, what can I do for you? Well, Lord, I'd like to see. And it says, Jesus just spoke a word, and his eyes were open, and he worshiped Jesus, and he followed him. Come like the woman with the issue of flow of blood. She tried everything. She went to all the doctors. She spent all her money and nothing worked. And then she heard Jesus was in town. You mean he's here? The one I've heard about, he's here? Now, she was unclean because of her condition. And so according to the law, she was an outcast. She couldn't be around people. People didn't want them. her touching him, didn't want him in 10 feet of her. Because they would become unclean. So she was alone. She was an outcast. But she heard Jesus was here. And she got it in her head. You know what? If I could just touch the hem of his garment, I know I'll be healed. I've heard about him. And it says, I'm imagining... She had to push through the crowd. There was crowds around Jesus all the time. And maybe they're noticing her and saying, unclean, get away, unclean. And the crowds are dispersing. She's unclean. Don't touch her. That's all she knew for years and years. 
But she got Jesus' attention when she touched the hem of his garment. By that time, she was probably on the ground, on her knees. But she got there, and she touched the hem of her garment, and immediately the flow of blood dried up. And Jesus sensed that power came out of him, and he said, who touched me? And there's this woman trembling. I'm in trouble. He knows I touched him. He's a holy man. I'm unclean. She was probably used to the Pharisees, the religious people that weren't very merciful. But Jesus said to her, daughter. Daughter. What was that like? All she had known was rejection. And here's Jesus, the son of God. Looks her in the eyes. Daughter, your faith has made you well. Come like her. Come like the woman in Luke 7, where it says in Luke 7, 37, uh, a woman in the city who was a sinner. Obviously, everyone knew she was a sinner. But when she knew, Jesus sat at the table in the Pharisee's house. You mean he's here in town? He's where? Simon's house, the Pharisee? He's over there? And she goes, and she she probably had to go buy it, an alabaster flask of oil, anointing oil. Because it says when she knew Jesus sat at the table in the Pharisee's house, she brought an alabaster flask of fragrant oil. And then she stood at his feet behind him weeping. And she began to wash his feet with her hair, with her tears. And she wiped them with the hair of her head. And she kissed his feet. And she anointed them with fragrant oil. And he turned to Simon the Pharisee and he said, You see this woman, Simon? You see her? You can learn from her, Simon. You have a lot to learn from this. Do you see her? Do you see her? Picture her in your mind. Do you see her? You see her, Simon? I I entered your house. You gave me no water for my feet, but she's washed my feet with her tears. She's wiped them with the hair of her head. You gave me no kiss, but this woman has not ceased to kiss my feet since the time I came in. You didn't anoint my head with oil, but this woman has anointed my feet with fragrant oil. Therefore, I say to you, her sins, which are many, oh, yeah, she's a sinner, are forgiven. You know why? She loved much. But to whom little is forgiven, the same loves little. In other words, to him who doesn't see their need. See, Simon was a Pharisee, a religious man. He didn't see his need. He was rich in the belief in his own spiritual progress or outward form of religion. He didn't understand how poor 
and in need of Jesus. He really was. But she did. So he said, your sins are forgiven. And those who sat at the table began to say to themselves, who is this that even forgives sins? And then he said to the woman, I read this and I just wanted to weep and I just sat today. I said, Jesus, you are wonderful. You are so tender. You're there, these Pharisees, they're nasty, they're mean. And you're just in such compassion. With You're just so concerned about this woman. And he reassures her again. As she's there, probably still sensing like, I don't even deserve to be here. I don't even understand what's happening here. And Jesus again leans over. He says, your faith has saved you. It's okay. Go in peace. Be at peace. Go in peace. Come like the tax collector. Two men in Luke 18, Jesus said, went up to the temple to pray. One was a Pharisee, the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood and prayed with himself, God, I thank you. I'm not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterer, or like this guy, this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all I possess. But the tax collector standing afar off, far off, would not so much as raise his eyes to heaven, but he beat his breast saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Have mercy on me. And Jesus said, I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but he who humbles himself will be exalted. Jesus is here. Do you have a need? Come to him. Come to him like these ones. Do you have a daughter with a need? A loved one? Come like the woman in Matthew 15, where it says she came and she worshiped Jesus and she said to him, Lord, help me. And you know what he said to her? She was a Samaritan. She wasn't a Jew. And you know what Jesus said to her? It's not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. The Jews, their slang term for the Samaritans were dogs. So she understood what he was saying. Was Jesus just being mean? I believe, because it says Jesus knew what was in men's hearts. I believe Jesus saw and knew her heart. And he was just wooing her more with that statement. Because someone with pride would have got mad and just stomped off. Huh! And I thought you were a good teacher. I heard about you. I heard you were preaching about mercy. You're not merciful. That's what a proud person would have did. But her daughter was dying, and she had a need. She said, yes, Lord, 
but even the little dogs eat the crumbs which fall from the master's table. Whoa. I want that kind of humility. Lord, I'll just take the crumbs. That's like, talk about humble, broken. My dog loves waiting for the crumbs. I, I couldn't help thinking of that. This woman was like a dog. Just waiting, looking at Jesus, just up crumbs, anything. A crumb would do it. I've heard about you. And you know what Jesus said? Oh, woman, great is your faith. God loves that. It gets his attention. He loves it. It brings joy to his heart because he knows I can help this person. They get it. They see their need. I can help them. Great is your faith. Let it be as you desire. And right at that moment, her daughter was healed. Hallelujah. Amazing. You got a son, maybe? You know somebody? With the need, come like the man with a son that had some deep issues in Matthew 17, 14. It says, when Jesus had come to the multitude, a man came to him, kneeling down to him, saying, Lord, have mercy on my son. See, this is about not just coming for my need, but coming for someone else. Lord, have mercy on my son. And his boy was in a terrible condition. It says in verse 17, Teacher, I brought you my son who has a mute spirit. Whenever it seizes him, it throws him down. He foams at the mouth. He gnashes his teeth. He becomes rigid. I spoke to your disciples, but they couldn't cast it out. It says they brought it to him. And when he saw him, immediately the spirit convulsed. He fell on the ground. He wallowed, foaming at the mouth. What would you do with him, doctor? Start an IV, sedate him. Jesus didn't do that. <laughs> oh, Jesus, you're so wonderful. So he asked the father, how long has this been happening to him? Oh, he says, oh, from childhood. Like, this, is, this has been years. But if you can do anything, have compassion and help us. And Jesus said, if you can believe, all things are possible. And Jesus healed him. He didn't need an IV. Didn't need pills. Just a word from Jesus. That same Jesus is here. You understand? The people we see out there, are they harder than that kid? The demoniac? Is it any different as Jesus changed? Can Jesus not handle it? He's here. He hasn't changed. And he's here to draw the poor and the brokenhearted, those who see their need. 
Do you see your need tonight? Are you aware maybe of your own sinfulness, your need of cleansing, forgiveness from God? Come to him. Come to him. Come with your sins. Come with your broken heart. Lay it at his feet. Psalm 51, 17 says, the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken, a contrite heart. These, oh God, you will not despise. You will not be turned away from God if you come in that spirit. Isaiah 57, 15. I was thinking of this when we uh, were singing that song. You are holy, oh, so holy. And there is a holiness about God. And there is something about his throne that Isaiah, when he saw it, was undone. Because God's holy. But yet this holy, majestic God that sits on high says this. Thus says the high, the lofty one, who inhabits eternity, whose name is holy. I dwell in the high and the holy place. With who? Him who was contrite and a humble spirit to revive the spirit of the humble, to revive the heart of the contrite ones. Isaiah 66, 1, thus says the Lord, heaven is my throne, earth is my footstool. Where is the house you will build for me? Where is the place of my rest? For all those things my hand has made and all those things exist, says the Lord, but on this one I will look. This one. On him who is poor, and of a contrite heart who trembles at my word. Jesus is here. In John chapter 5, there was a man who had an infirmity for 38 years. He was laying by a pool that uh, it was all superstition that when an angel stirred the water, people would get healed. And so he laid there 38 years. And he basically told Jesus, every time I try to get in, no one helps me and, and I can't get in the water. I have no one to help me. And when Jesus saw him lying there, he knew he had been in that condition for a long time. He said to him, you want to be made well? You want to be made well? Nah, I'm good. Thanks. We can be that way sometimes. We're like that man. We, we've been stuck or, or just something in our life. For years and years and years, and Jesus is constantly saying, I'm here, I'll help you, I, I have what you need. No, I'm good. Next week, maybe, maybe, maybe next year, I'll be ready. No, this was his day. It was now or never. Jesus was there. You, you, don't, you don't pass up an opportunity like that. 
this is an opportunity. There, there's something about making time for God and seeking him and preparing our hearts and having meetings like we're having. There's something about it that gets God's attention. Because you know what he says? When he looks down, look, they see their need. They see their need. So he's here. Because he was always where there's need. He's drawn to it. The spirit of the Lord is here. His anointing is here to bring the gospel, the good news of salvation to the poor. There's some here tonight, you need salvation maybe. You're not born again. Well, Jesus has come. He has come. He's here. There's good news for you. Your sins can be forgiven. You can be cleansed from all unrighteousness. You could be born again, adopted into the family of God tonight. He's here. Just come to him. Respond when this altar call is given and come to Jesus and humble yourself and ask him to meet your need. Repent and say, Lord, I need forgiveness. I need you to cleanse me. Just like he cleansed Isaiah, says he cleansed my lips. Call out to him. Fall at his feet for mercy. There's some here you need healing, you need comfort, you need a special touch from God. Whatever it is, don't let him pass you by tonight. So this is what we're going to do. I'm going to read this song, and then we're going to sing it, and we're going to open up this altar. And if you have a need, whether it's salvation, whether you're just crushed in spirit, you, you got bro you, your heart is crushed, you need healing. Those two things. Jesus is here for you. You need God to give you what you need tonight. Pass me not, O oh gentle Savior. Hear my humble cry. While on others thou art calling, Lord, do not pass me by. Let that be your cry tonight. Whether you, someone you know, needs salvation, like I said, healing, comfort, a special touch, whatever need you have, he's here. Call out to him, Savior, Savior, hear my humble cry while on others thou art calling. Lord, don't pass me by this weekend. Don't pass me by, Lord. Let me at thy throne of mercy find sweet relief. Kneeling there in deep contrition, Lord, help my unbelief. Trusting only in thy merit, Lord, would I seek your face. Lord, heal my wounded, broken spirit. Lord, save me by thy grace. Thou, my spring of all comfort, more than life to me. Whom have I on earth besides thee? Whom in heaven but thee? 
So we're going to sing this song, and we're going to open this altar call. And the sense I had was, come to Jesus. Don't come to a person. Jesus is here. He wants to meet you at this altar. Come, just lay yourself at his feet, and just tell him what you need. He, he, I'm telling you, his response is going to be the same as to the woman, to the man. What do you need? What can I do for you? Whatever it is, whether you need forgiveness, whatever it is, a touch, whatever it is, Jesus is here for you. So as we sing this, come down, make it personal, and then there will be people that will pray for you. If you need salvation and you're down here, raise your hand. Someone will pray with you. You need prayer for a situation. You're brokenhearted. You need healing. We want to pray for you. God's going to touch you tonight. Whatever it is, come with your need to Jesus. Let's not be in a hurry. Let's take time to let Jesus minister to you and give you what you need. And let's not care what anyone thinks. Jesus is here. So these altars are open as we begin singing this song. Thank you, Lord. Seen our gentle Savior. Hear my humble cry. While on others thou art calling, do not pass me by. Just come to his feet. He's here for you, whatever it is. He's here for you. Touch every heart here. Touch them, Lord. You're here, Lord. Touch them, Lord. Give each one what they need right now, Lord. Bring comfort. Bring healing, Lord. Bring forgiveness. Whatever it is, Lord, speak it over their lives, Lord. Right now, Jesus. Minister to these hearts, Lord. Hallelujah. Savior, hear my... Cry out to him. Cry out these words. Jesus, son of David, while on others 
as thou art falling. Hear not pass me by. Hallelujah. Trusting only in thy merit, would I seek thy face? Heal my wounded, broken spirit. Save me by thy grace. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Pour out your grace, Lord. Pour it out. Bring healing. Bring restoration, Lord. Minister to these hearts, God. Jesus, you're here, Lord. Touch them, Lord. Touch them, Lord. Give them all what they need, Lord. While on others thou art calling, do not pass me by. Savior, Savior, hear my humble cry. While on others thou art calling, hear not pass me spring of all my comfort more than life to me whom have I on earth beside me whom on heaven but thee say Lord, let's sing that out, everybody. He's not going to pass you by this weekend. Jesus, yes, Lord, hallelujah. Say, yes, Lord, we want everything you have for us, God, this weekend. Don't pass us by, Lord. Hear our humble cry. We're coming humbly tonight, Lord. We need you, Jesus, Son of David. We need bread from heaven, Lord. Don't pass us by, Lord. Don't pass us by this weekend, God. Savior, Savior, Savior. Thank you, Jesus. You hear the cry of the humble. You draw near to the brokenhearted, Lord. You have what we need, God. Don't pass us by, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus has what you need. Thank you, Jesus. He has what you need. Look to him tonight. Look to him tonight. Trust in his goodness. Rest in his promises. He is faithful. He is faithful. He will do above and beyond what you can think or ask. Come to him. Thank you, 
son of David. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Do not pass me by while on others. While on others thou art calling. Do not pass me by. Thank you, Lord. Jesus, you're wonderful. You're wonderful, Lord. You're the same Jesus that walked this earth 2,000 years ago, and you're here. You're here, Lord, and there's nothing impossible for you, Lord. You know every need. You know every condition. You know the needs of others that we carry, Lord, and we thank you, Lord. You're a God that's moved with compassion. You move toward need. You, you move toward when a, a person that humbles themselves, that acknowledges their need. You're drawn to them, Lord. You're more than willing to help them. You're more than able to help them, Lord. And God, we're looking to you this weekend, Lord. We don't just need bread for ourselves, but we need it for others, God. We're believing you, God, for more than. Lord, I'm believing you, God, for everyone here. You know why they're at this altar, Lord. Meet them tonight, Lord. Begin a work in them, Lord. Speak over their life, Lord. That same voice that calmed the seas, that same voice that made the wind stop blowing, Lord, speak into every situation. Your word, your voice has all authority, Lord. You are able to create. You are able to heal, Lord. Speak into these hearts. Speak into these lives tonight. Speak it over them, Lord, just like you did when you were here on earth, oh God. And bring healing, Lord. Bring comfort, oh God. Bring forgiveness, Lord. Bring cleansing, oh Lord. We thank you, Jesus, Son of David. We worship you, Lord. We thank you, O God. Our trust is in you, O Lord. We trust in you, O Lord. We're looking to you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Just look to him. He's there. He's with you. He's there. He's with you. Lean your head on him. Just lay your head on his feet. He's with you. Yes, Lord. Bring what's needed, Lord. Bring what's needed, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory to your name. You're wonderful. You're wonderful. Just tell him how much you love him. So thankful for you, Lord. What would we do without you, Lord? You're so wonderful. You're so kind. You're so lowly, Lord. You're a king, Lord, but yet you, you condescend to us, Lord. You come down, Lord. 
You look upon the broken, Lord, the hurting, God. You stoop down. You feed them, Lord. We worship you. We thank you, God. You're such a good God. You're a merciful God. You see every situation, Lord. Your hand is outstretched, Lord. You're always there calling. Come to me. Come to me. You who are weary and heavy laden, come to me. I'll give you rest. I'll give you what you need. Come to me. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Pass me not, Lord. Pass me not, Lord. Pass me not, Lord. Let's sing that chorus again. Savior, Savior, hear my humble cry. While on others thou art calling, do not pass me. Yes, Lord. Thank you, 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 Jesus. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Thank you, God. Thank you. We worship you. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Jesus. You're worthy of praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. The Spirit of the Lord is here this weekend. And he is here to do all that he promised to do. And he wants you to come in faith. And tonight is really just the, like I said, the foundation, the starting point. Just keep asking God to show you your need. And ask God to give you what you need so that you can go and comfort those with the same comfort that you have received. And Lord, we're believing you for that. As we come broken, as we come poor and needy this weekend, Lord, we have needs, Lord, and we're trusting you to meet those needs. But Lord, we're coming also so we can go to the broken, so that we can go to the poor and tell them the good news and bring them healing for the broken heart. So, Lord, we're here tonight. Lord, we're here. We're laying our lives at your feet, just like all those people when you were here, Lord. That woman at the well, she ran back. She told everyone what happened. The demoniac, he ran home. He told everyone what happened. And, Lord, I'm believing for those kinds of testimonies this weekend. I'm believing, God, we're going to go with the same power and anointing because you promised 
We would, Lord. You said it would be greater because there'll be more of us, Lord. And God, we're believing, God, after this weekend, Lord, we're going to go. We're going to go out in the highways and byways, Lord, out of our own brokenness, out of our own deliverance, out of our own comfort, Lord, that we have received from you, Lord, and we're going to give it to others in your power. We're going to be witnesses for your goodness, for your glory, for the gospel, Lord. So, God, I thank you tonight for what you're doing. As we just simply come humbly to your feet, Lord, and you meet with us. And I trust, God, for everyone here that you're drawing them and that you're giving them exactly what they need. So we thank you, God. We thank you, God, and we just pray you will continue to keep our hearts in that place of receiving of expectancy, of looking to you and you alone, not a man, not a place. Jesus is here. You're here, Lord. You're here. You're the one. You're the one, Lord. You're the one we worship. You're the one we're listening to. You're the one that has what we need, Jesus. And Lord, I pray you would be the center of everything that takes place here this week. And Lord, I pray you and you alone would be glorified and lifted up, Lord, so that every heart in this place is drawn to you and our faith is in you, Lord, because only you have what we need. So God, we thank you and we trust God for you to have your way. And I'll keep saying it, to do above and beyond what we know to ask or think. So we thank you, Lord, and we love you. And we're looking to you, Lord, to do what maybe seems impossible to us, Lord. You haven't changed. You said it's hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom. And, Lord, we're rich. We're all rich. We live in America. But, Lord, you also said what seems impossible to man is possible with God. So, Lord, there's no one here there's no situation, there's nothing too hard for you, Lord. And I pray our faith would, would arise. Our eyes would get fixed upon you, Lord, the author and finisher of our faith, Lord. I thank you, God, for being here with us. I'm going to go ahead and close the meeting, but not really. I, I want to encourage you to linger because he's here. There's people here that'll pray with you. Let's take time to sit at his feet, to pray with one another. So if you have a need, you need prayer, you want someone to pray with you, raise your hand. Someone will come pray with you. Anyone here for salvation? You need salvation. Anybody? Thank you, Lord. Anybody have a physical need? We'll pray for you for healing. Whatever you need, Jesus is here.